0: Alright, well Welcome to EWO. This uh special holiday edition. Um and because of that we have like half the cast, but you know, country amazing. boys make do. Uh what well, we still have, uh twelve Pac, myself, Ben, we have the homie Hezzy J and yes, uh sir. the hundred dollar man, Charles Arnold and No one has a price for him, because that was I was gonna let you finish it.
1: Because I'm too cheap. All
0: right, sweet. (laughs) Okay. Um, you know what? I was gonna. I was. I was really hoping Kobe was gonna be here, because I was gonna plan to reveal the um the rules for the Rumble coming up to see him quiver in his
1: little boots, clutching hold to his title. But oh, well. Alrighty then. Well, we got a few uh, episodes that are going to come out soon enough before that. Yeah. We
0: still have um, next week. is going to round it out everyone's wrestler of the year. So you got to stay tuned in for that one. But for this week, we'll go ahead and get into um, what happened in this past week in wrestling. But before that, I'll go ahead and get into some somewhat news. Uh, Something that broke today is apparently that like Miro... Was um was approached to have plans in AW, and he was supposed to like lose to Orange Cassidy or some shit. And he was like, "Yeah, but I'm not doing that." And uh, there's been a bunch of controversy regarding that, but that's uh that's that uh Mandy Rose made bank. No surprise there. And there's this this. This kitten won't stop attacking me. Alright, but you know, that's pretty much it outside of that. So, kind of a slow news week there. But we'll go ahead and get into the actual wrestling that happened this week. Uh, SmackDown was great from what I've heard. They uh, they opened it with the Women's Tag Team Championship on the line. Damage control, defending against Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox. And uh, this is the match where it's like... A hooded figure came out and cost uh, Morgan and Knox the tag straps, and then everyone was like, "Oh, who is it? Is it Diana Perrazzo or someone else?" And then she uh, took the hoodie off, and like a backstage YouTube exclusive thing, so kind of a weird way to reveal that. And it turned out to be Zaylee. So, and then oh. she just wasn't on Raw at all. So I don't know if they're gonna follow up with that or what, but I guess she's in damage control. I don't know. I'm assuming they'll follow that up. But anyways, yeah, uh damage control retains their tag straps. Uh LA Knight called out Bray Wyatt and uh Uncle Howdy came out as like a actual like person, not just on the screen. Yeah. And some people think it's Bray Wyatt, some people think it's What's his name? Vincent or Dutch from Ring of Honor. I don't know the fuck. I'm just guessing it's Bo <laughs> but, uh Yeah, apparently people are like, oh, WWE has this million dollar company. can afford all this shit. And that's what
1: y'all make. <laughs> and Uncle Howdy just looked like shit. But wouldn't be the first time that WWE made something that looked like shit. <laughs> yeah, it's an,
0: interesting to see. Where we go from here, at least now it's confirmed that you know Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy are two separate like humans, at least. But yeah, so LA Knight is kinda in the same realm as Kevin Owens as the only people that use logic in WWE. But uh moving on from that, I didn't get to see this match. I'm going to watch it because I heard it was fucking amazing. The uh Intercontinental Title Championship match, Gunther defending against Ricochet. This was the third match they've had for the title, and i heard this was like match of the year contender for sure for wwe at least like i've seen a lot of people talk about how good this match was so i'm definitely gonna watch it back um they did the whole uh gunther did the balls deep power bomb ricochet kicks out hits him with the emerald flosion his new finish and then um or it's like the last symphony i think is what he's calling it but uh gunther retains and an amazing match so i'm definitely gonna need to watch that one back and then they had the triple threat tag. Hit Road defeated Viking Raiders, Legato, Del Fantasma, and the only thing that I've seen people talk about this match is the botch that uh, Top Dollar did. He went to jump on to the jump on to everyone on the outside, and like his apparently his leg like gave way, and he just kind of tumbled over the ropes, and uh, Twitter went up in flames. Everyone hating Top Dollar. Nothing new. Yeah, and then uh, Roman Reigns returned to SmackDown. Sami Zayn had the new cut, and basically they had a whole segment that was just to build to um, the match a week from tomorrow on SmackDown, which is, uh, you know, the GOAT. John Cena going to make his triumphant return to WWE to team with Kevin Owens, of all people. Even You know, they were former rivals. They feuded for, like, months, but... He's Whatever. He's going to team up with Kevin Owens to fight John Cena. Wait. I, I fucked that up. <laughs> to fight Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. So, that's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, people are thinking Cena might be in the Rumble. I mean, WrestleMania's in Hollywood this year. It would make sense for him to be there. But And The Rock. Yeah, the, the Rumble's definitely interesting, interesting this year because it's like, oh shit. All these guys in Hollywood could pop up. So... Definitely interested. This is gonna be like celebrities that <laughs> are in the Rumble. I want to see Johnny Knoxville come back out. Just me personally. Bad Bunny can fuck off though. <laughs> okay. Can we get I'll Snoop Dogg in the Rumble? Uh, he's he's gonna come out with with his cousin, who's not? Well, that'd be there. one way
1: to make a return.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we had uh. That is not this past week's rampage. Hang on. It pulled up this old ass shit. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember what happened. Okay, yeah. Uh, Johnny, John Moxley. Almost said Johnny Knoxville again. Sean Moxley fought Sammy Guevara in the opener. And this match was, I, 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 it makes it hard to hate Sammy. Actually, no, it doesn't. It's not hard to hate Sammy Guevara at all. He does that completely on his own, but. I wish I didn't hate him so much because he's an, an amazing wrestler. Him and Moxley fought for like the first 20 minutes of Rampage and just a bloody-ass match because early on, Sammy Guevara ripped the uh, earring out of John Moxley's ear. This man was just bleeding all over the fucking place. Very uh, gruesome shit. And uh, yeah, this match was bloody as shit and violent, and that's how I like my wrestling, so... It was really good. John Moxley wins. Thank God. And then uh the second match, Britt Baker defended uh defeated Jesus sky blue. Just a kind of an, an underwhelming match, but that's fine. Wardlow uh beat a jobber. Cool. Uh apparently next week on Dynamite, he's gonna fight Samoa Joe for the TNT title. They have that to look forward to. And then one of my favorite types of wrestling random multi-man tag matches are always fun especially when they're random as shit everyone gets their shit in and it's just stupid especially when they're not fighting for really any reason i just always love big ass tag matches so this main event was right up my alley we had dustin rhodes with orange cassidy and the best friends Defeated Kip Sabian, Trent Seven, and the Butcher and the Blade. And uh yeah, they they won, and this match was uh whack as shit and uh really fun. So that was dope. So that was Rampage. Let's see what happened on Raw. I did watch Raw. I'll say that at least. I hate my internet. Okay. Yeah, uh Owens and Rollins, uh were in the main event. They defeated the Bloodline and then they were like um, they were celebrating and Sami Zayn showed up and looked like he was gonna fight Kevin Owens and Kevin was like, nah and just got out the ring. He's like, fuck that. And the Street Profits defeated Judgment Day in a good-ass match and then afterwards Rhea Ripley challenged Akira Tozawa to a one-on-one match, which she won, of course. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, and Tozawa hit, you know, was like zero offense, but that's okay. Uh, the OC defeated at the Alpha Academy. The Bloodline attacked everyone after the match, and then that set up AJ versus Sami Zayn later on, which was a really good match with uh, Sami Zayn picking up a win um, with the distraction from Solo. He won with the Blue Thunder Bomb, which is, you know, always great to see. It's a great, uh, great move. Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair sat down for an interview. Alexa Bliss attacked Bianca. Blah, 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 blah. blah spooky bullshit. Uh, the Miz defeated Dexter Lumis in a winner-take-all ladder match, and I'll say that this is probably the most boring ladder match I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it, was, it was quite quite boring, but it, it was The Miz and Dexter Lumis. I didn't expect it to be a spot fest, but it was pretty, pretty slow and underwhelming. Uh, but this also led to the debut of, uh, or the return, I guess, of Bronson Reed onto the main roster. On the main roster, who was previously known as Jonah, who's been like murdering people in New Japan and Impact, um, he beat Okada and the G1. So Twitter was like,
1: are you going to have this guy beat
0: Okada and then be the Mrs. Lackey on Raw? What the fuck? And we're all mad and... Yeah, I've never been a big
1: Bronson Reed guy, but me neither. It's okay.
0: <laughs> so I just have one question: Whatever happened to Camaso Champa? Where is he? Is he injured or something? Yeah, he's injured. Okay, I think his knee exploded or something. Oh, usually what happens? Yeah, I don't remember when he got injured. I just know he's been out. He had a, he had to have surgery and do all that. Uh, yeah, and then they had Bayley uh, defeated Becky Lynch, and this was a pretty good match as well, which is interesting because Bayley and Becky are kind of the only two out of the whole four, four horsewomen that have never really, like, collided. So, it's definitely been an interesting feud so far. And then that leads us to NXT, which <coughs> opened up with uh, Carmelo Hayes and Axiom, Putting on a very uh athletic, quick-paced back and forth match, you know, as you can expect from these two. Uh Melo defeated Axiom. So that kind of makes Mello look a lot better, because <laughs> he's been like constantly losing lately. But yeah, um this was a great back and forth match. It also kinda like blends into their little situation they were having back at deadline. And so Melo getting the win over this was definitely the right call. After that, they finally had Nikita Lyons defeat, or not, actually Stark defeated Lyons, and they finally have their match after this boring-ass, cliche tag team breakup storyline, which just feels the exact same over and over again. Uh, Chanson Carter defended the tag team straps against Diamond Mind and Toxic Attraction in a triple threat match for the NXT Women's Tag Titles. They retained... In a pretty good match, uh, Toxic Attraction just looks naked without Mandy Rose. No pun intended. Yeah. So the, it's just awkward. So maybe they either, they either need someone to fill in the spot or bring them up to the main of main roster because they're just. Yeah.
1: I mean, I was gonna say just establish NXT. them as just a regular tag team themselves because they are an entertaining pair. It's just a matter of getting over the no Mandy Rose hump.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like Mandy Rose, she was like the main attraction to
1: Toxic Attraction. No pun intended. <laughs> and now <laughs> she's was. the main attraction in other ways. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, they they. All right. So they had uh Apollo Cruz wants a rematch for the NXT Tag Titles, not Tag Titles. Jesus, for the NXT Championship against Braun Breaker, and I don't know why because he lost clean as a fucking whistle at the last pay-per-view, but that's wrestling. So you got lucky, whatever. Uh Camaro Hayes mm-hmm. told Apollo Cruz to get in line cuz you know Mello wants next. And then all so still going back and forth over who's going to get next for the NXT championship. They had Electro Lopez defeated Indy Hartwell, in what was apparently a really bad match. Uh which is, you know, interesting. Um Next week they're they're promoting uh, Wesley's going to defend the North American title against Tony D'Angelo, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, what the main thing I saw from NXT was all of uh, Twitter thirsting over uh, Isla Dawn, who wore like a whole bodysuit thing and attacked uh, Algo Fire and uh, spooky bullshit, so forth and so forth. And then the NXT tag titles were on the line from uh, New Day defending against Briggs and Jensen. And if you remember from last week's episode, you will know why they got a shot due to them saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Still think that's fucking stupid, but. Anyways, this match was at least pretty good. Uh, Briggs and Jensen looked great as well in defeat with New Day retaining their NXT tag straps. So, looks like we're going to get that moving forward. And then, what I thought was pretty fucking stupid, is uh, Grayson Waller demanding uh, his championship match from Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker comes out, tries to spear Grayson Waller, and then it's like he died, and everyone's like, why is is he dead? And Grayson Waller pulls out the metal plate from his, under his shirt, which was straight out of 1999 uh, Bret Hart Goldberg rivalry. So... Which is, you know, I wouldn't say that's a rivalry we needed to emulate, but especially if you just ask Bret Hart how he feels about Goldberg. But, yeah. Pretty, pretty uh, interesting NXT. Kind of a poop ending, but that's just me. Started off good, at least. But that leads us to Dynamite, which was definitely an interesting show. uh top to bottom. It opened up with uh, Ricky Starks coming out, and he went toe-to-toe on the mic with Jericho. Seems like it'll be his next feud. They announced, hey, he's going on to fight Jericho at um, the first Dynamite of the new year. So that'll be an interesting match. The JAS started to beat the shit out of Ricky, and then Action Andretti came out to make the save, and he fought off four guys which is really interesting, because it's, you know, last week he was a jobber, and now he's fighting off four fucking two world champions in Hager and uh, Jericho, and then Garcia and Guevara as well, so this man beat four people's ass by himself, which is, you know, interesting.
1: Let's see if that's reflected in his booking moving forward.
0: Well, yeah, they, they came back from break, and, uh, and he was getting interviewed, and then... Uh, Matt Menard, and Cool Hand Ange pulled up and they were like, hey, it seems like you're on fire lately. And then he turned around and Chris Jericho blew a fireball on his face. So I guess he's still doing that shit. He's still the wizard. Yeah. (laughs) They, They had the rap of Sanjay Dutt going on The Acclaimed. I don't know if y'all saw this, but this shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, and it's now leading to uh, the acclaimed defending the tag straps against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I don't know when that's going to be, but that's definitely the next few that they're going for. They then had the Best of Seven series match five, the Elite, versus the Death Triangle. This match was no an DQ, And they, you know... When- When wrestling does a stipulation of like, haha, if you get to the next match, it'll be this. Automatically, you're going to fucking get there. So, of course, the Elite had the win, which was a very fun match. Uh, Kenny pulled out the cleaner broom, which was wrapped in barbed wire. Uh, During the break, Penta went to go grab the Christmas tree from the stage, and then it just kind of like awkwardly broke in half. And he was, like, wrestling with the Christmas tree to try and get the spot in. And it was it was fun shit. It was a very fun no-DQ match. Which I'm interested to see how different it'll be next week. Because the only difference in stipulation is that this is false count anywhere! Ha-ho! Any, he can be pinned anywhere, yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. Especially with the Elite now needing another victory. And able to go to the final seven. So it's interested to see how they will win next week. But yeah. Uh this match was dope and was very fucking fast paced as you can imagine. And just fun bullshit. So awesome. Uh Brian Danielson came out and cut his promo. He's, you know, going after MJF, going after the world title. Uh and then he called out MJF. Ethan Page came out instead, which got like a buckload of booze. Uh so good for Ethan Page for actually getting heat. And uh and Brian Danielson started insulting uh Stokely Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway called him a quote-unquote raggedy bitch. Uh that was funny. Uh and then uh Ethan Page called Danielson Vegetable Man, and he said that next week he's gonna turn him into a vegetable. So that set up that match for next week. He's gonna paralyze him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly. Exact yeah, yeah, next week I'm gonna drop you on your neck. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Hook wrestled, you which is rare these days. And he wrestled a jobber, so that felt kind of pointless. And then uh, Big Bill choke slam Jungle Boy into a garbage, uh, big green garbage things. So that was interesting. They then had a uh, the dumpster. Why the fuck can I remember think of the word Jesus? Then they had uh John Moxley fight Darius Martin and this match was honestly fucking boring. I can't believe I'm gonna say that, but this this was slow and just had John Moxley beat the shit out of Darius Martin. So yeah, this this was pretty much a squash, basically. They also announced the uh what's going to happen on Rampage tomorrow night is the 3 Kings Trios Casino Casino Battle Royale for $300,000. This is a mouthful. Uh it's a trios battle royale. Never seen one of these before. And I'm assuming it's just like you know, if one member of the trio's in the match all all like Oh, everyone can still get the money. I guess that's how it'll go. And uh, there's a whole fuckload of trios in the match. And it's, you know, the casino version, so that means they're going to have alternating people. I don't know if they're going to do the bullshit with the cards. Oh, the hearts. And here comes the other people and the spades. and Yeah, I don't don't fucking know how that's going to work. But anyways, what's up for grabs is the trio that wins will get uh, $300,000, apparently. I'm assuming someone's going to win it and then they'll use that for some sort of storyline, but I'm definitely interested to see how that's going to go. They also had um, FTR versus the guns. Uh, this match was pretty fun with the, the guns kind of getting a victory with the roll-up over FTR to make them you know, look a lot better. I don't even know if they're still with the firm because they came out with no one and they didn't say, like, the firms, the guns, so I've they might have just quietly dropped that shit. I have no idea. But anyways, the guns get the victory over uh, FTR. And then they had the uh, a very, very, very awkward ass segment with uh, Rick Ross coming out with uh, Keith Lee and Keith Lee called out Swerve, and Swerve just wasn't like, they like like even Rick Ross was like, play that music, like like they they didn't play the music, and it was just kind of like ten seconds went by, and it was awkward as shit. And Rick Ross, I guess, just just trying to make time go by was just like looked at Keith Lee and was just like, you a big motherfucker, and said, fuck live on television, and Keith Lee just immediately went to the camera and like did the whole like cut motion with his hand he was like ah fuck (laughs) it was it was funny bullshit and the whole time like when we were waiting on Swerve's entrance Rick Ross was like give a young legend some time it was it was very funny but uh, eventually Swerve did come out and he's like oh I didn't know we were doing this on Keith's time and was just you know talking all this shit about Keith Lee and Rick Ross felt the need to talk every single second there was like silence which has just made it feel very fucking weird just like he was doing commentary himself i don't really know why rick ross needed to be here but it, it, it definitely made the segment feel a lot more confusing and then they had uh parker boudreaux come out who I guess isn't with the trustbusters now. I guess they just they're just like, hey, forget about that. That didn't happen. And he comes out, attacks Keith Lee, and Keith Lee fights him off. And then and then Keith Lee's looking at Swerve and they start talking again. And then another tattooed white man comes out and he has tattoos all over his fucking face and commentary doesn't know who the fuck he is. No one in the crowd knows who the fuck he is. I don't even know who the fuck he is. And I know a lot of fucking people. And this man attacks Keith and Parker's beating up Keith. And it's the big tattooed white man club. And then they put a fucking cinder block on Keith's chest. And Swerve does his big swerve stomp on the Keith. Boom, breaks the fucking cinder block and Keith's dead. And I'm like, I, this just this segment was just fucking weird. Oh, so fucking weird with like, I was like, why is why is Parker here? Why is this big man here? What is this? And Rick Ross is just like, Mogul. Uh, I, I don't even remember what the fuck the name of the group was. It was like, it was weird. I don't know. It was just is this segment was just fucking weird I don't know why Rick Ross was there I don't know who the tattooed man is I don't know why Parker Boudreaux is here I don't know why any of them are together it's just this, this was just one of the worst debuts of a faction I've seen in a minute just because it was it was just like weird why like why the fuck is any of this happening they didn't they did a terrible job of explaining it all of that but I mean, and I love AEW, you know, but you know, sometimes you gotta gotta have a little tough love and be like, "Come on, what the fuck is that?" And that's just basically how I felt about that segment because it was fucking weird. But with you know, every con, you'll have some pros. No pun intended there. But um, then came around the time for the main event. Um, Jamie Hayter defended her AEW Women's World Championship against karshita in the main event, which was the right move because. As I predicted, this match fucking slapped. Uh, Very hard-hitting. With a lot of close near-falls. Sheeta looked great, and Hater definitely looked great. And uh, retaining. Good-ass match. Definitely one of the best women's matches of the year. In any promotion by far. So, I would recommend checking this match out. This match is fucking dope. With Hater retaining. And then, uh... They started beating up Sheeta... Uh, Her rebel and uh Brit started beating up fucking Cheetah, and then Tony Storm came out and started beating up Tony Storm, and Soraya came out, and yeah, it's just it's just run in city with, with the weird ending to dynamite. So it's like setting up like a six
1: woman tag match or something,
0: yeah. I mean, I know in early January they have the uh Soraya with a mystery partner fighting, uh. Brit and Jamie, so I guess a lot of people think it's gonna be saucer banks. I guess we'll find out when that comes. But yeah, this was just this was uh, just run in city for the end of dynamite, but yeah, that was dynamite. I hate, uh hate run ins like that, man. Hate it. <laughs> yeah, so that, that that was dynamite. And um we have uh SmackDown main page both pre-taped tomorrow since you know it's the eve eve of Christmas Eve so you know good for Christmas, Christmas Eve Eve yeah there you go with everyone getting to be home with their families and shit so I do know that they uh, pre-taped Smackdown last week and they had a uh, miracle on 34th street fight they're calling it between uh, Imperium and Strowman and Ricochet so we'll see how that goes but those matches are always fun with a stupid Christmas bullshit with uh, cookies and Christmas trees and candy cane. I if they have like, they always do like that spot where it's like one of the presents is always a bowling ball or something. Oh yeah. The presents, (laughs) a chair or a stick or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that Was this week in wrestling? Uh, and that was pretty much this news in wrestling. I mean, honestly, kind of a slow week outside of this. Um, really, not a whole ton to look forward to. Um, like big matches coming up, other than, of course, uh, the week from tomorrow, we have the uh, the big match between uh, John Cena and Kevin Owens versus uh, Reigns and Sami Zayn.
1: But- well, there was that shit that went down with uh, Lacey Evans and Matt Hardy mm-hmm. uh, on That's Twitter. Funny. What happened with Matt Hardy? Okay, so on Instagram, Lacey Evans made a reply video to some sort of video that discussed autism and ADHD and apparently he had a lot of negative messages, and there was a lot of backlash from her. And then Matt Hardy made an allegedly unrelatable tweet, so everybody was like, unrelated tweet, where he was like, people can have their opinions, and it's totally fine. And people thought that that was him trying to defend Lacey, and uh, he says that it wasn't, but... Um... I mean I don't know but it was just all just a series of very weird events. Uh she made a tweet about it as well but then it got deleted. I saw a screenshot of it and it was her just being like ADHD, autism, something something. So it was sort of weird but yeah, so lacey has been getting a lot of hate and Matt was laced it was uh, lassoed into it. So it I was a, it was a weird situation.
0: I saw someone call her Jackson Riker in a dress which is, you know, something something i would not want to be called a...
1: oh jesus no yeah that's that's a yikes <laughs> all right well that aside we'll go ahead and
0: get into our uh wrestler of the week to have uh, a lighter end to uh the episode Outside all of way. uh stupid ass opinions but anyways um uh, fuck. Who do I want my wrestler of the week to be? Because, uh, you know, I'll just say Jamie Hader. She had a great defense. Uh, her first defense of the AEW Women's World Championship looked great, made Sheeta look great, and this match just banged. And I'm just praying to God she doesn't become an afterthought in this Saraya Britt feud that's still going on for some reason. And. A while back Soraya said she wants the women's title. If they have her drop that to Soraya, I I'm gonna lose my shit. And uh I credit God that doesn't happen. But anyways, yeah, Jamie Hater, Wrestler of the Week, amazing defense. With rightfully so in the main event of Dynamite. So that's my wrestler of the week. Who do you guys have? Uh you know, uh I'm gonna go with another Jamie, okay Jamie Noble since he just had his last match. And, um, yeah, because I don't know who else I want to be wrestler of the week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's who Carter had for his, his wrestler last week. Wow. For well, same reason. <laughs> You know what? I was sort of thinking about this. I was like, who the heck am I going to have be my pick of the week? And I think that I'm going to, I did something similar a couple of weeks ago, but my wrestler of the week is Brian Danielson because I really liked the promo that he cut and he had lots of funny moments during that whole vegetable man segment. So I I thought that that was an enjoyable segment and he cut a great promo before it happened. So that he's my pick of the week.
0: Yeah, when that eventual inevitable match between MJF and Brian, Brian Danielson happens, that shit is going to be, like, really fucking good. Because obviously everyone knows how good on the mic MJF is, but you know, whenever this man does wrestle, he's actually hella technically sound. So I'm ready for that to be a technical-ass, like, masterpiece when that shit does happen. So that's, that's going to be awesome. I'm assuming it'll be at a revolution if they can stretch out the feud that long. But, yeah, that'll definitely be awesome when it does uh, come to. But, alright, so, next week on the show, I guess, since uh couldn't have everyone be on here this week, you know, understandable with the holiday season and shit. But, next week, last episode of the year, the quote-unquote season finale, I guess, of EWO. So, everyone's got to get their wrestler of the year prepared i mean i already have you know a couple in mind i just just gotta just gotta narrow it down but definitely some good contenders so definitely interested to see who everyone has and also i will officially reveal the rules for the royal rumble uh kobe i know you usually like to listen to these episodes after they air uh clutch on to that title because uh i'm
1: coming i'm coming hard Maybe I will win it back and become the second ever two time champion. I'm
0: not going to, uh, I'm not going to put any spoilers on what's going to happen with the rules per the Rumble, but it may just come down to luck. So, Kobe, you have a, uh, about, uh, got to do some Steiner math. Uh, very much less than 20% chance, I know that, of, uh, winning. And then, you take your 33rd and a percent chance and you add it to the 55.78% chance everyone else. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. All right. That's EWO. <laughs> Stop, bitch.